Good morning, everybody. Hey, hey, welcome to Monday. Happy Columbus Day, October 11th. Uh, I hope that you guys had a great weekend, uh, got a little downtime, enjoyed some football. Um, but today the markets come back and uh, I think they're going to follow through the way they were on Friday. Friday was a down day. Looks like today is at least going to start off that way. Nobody knows until the end of the day how it's going to end up. But uh, but there's only, you know, one thing that any of us can control. And with what we're seeing with the ups and downs, it even makes it more important now more than ever. And that's how much risk do you have in your current portfolio? If you don't know what your risk number is, give us a call and let's uh, walk through our uh, tested uh, core retirement design process to really determine uh, what direction you need to go. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. With that, we got Dave coming up next. Hi, point seven. FM. Good morning. I am Morning Dave. It's now 8.39.21 here before 9. Time to check in and find out what's going on with your money. How's Wall Street cheating your 401k and your IRA this morning? Time to find out. Downtown we go to Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the line this morning. Philip, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Happy Columbus Day, and I hope you guys had a great weekend. I actually did. It's also Indigenous Americans Day because I moved here from South Dakota. We dumped Columbus Day years ago up there since three-quarters of the state is Native American reservation. You don't say Columbus up there without getting an arrow through your cowboy hat. Oh, me. Well, you know, hey, it is, uh, it is what it is, and uh, we keep moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, let's set the table briefly because we got a whole lot going on this morning on the uh, macro front. Uh, Dow was down by eight points on uh, Friday. S&P was down by eight and a half. NASDAQ was off by 74. And uh, that almost sounds like a semi-routine day until you consider what's driving things. And uh, that is the combination of interest rates and the price of oil. When we get to the futures, the update is not going to look pretty, is it? No, it's not. And that's really the two things, that combination of oil prices um, and, and the 10-year Treasury, both moving upward is, uh, I believe, what's probably putting pressure on the, uh, on the indexes. As I mean, not just Friday, but this morning's open. We're, we're going that same direction, and that's red. Absolutely. And I'm noticing, and I think it uh, just, I'm guessing just by which index is getting whacked the hardest, interest rates appear to be more of a freight producer because the NASDAQ indexes are heading downward faster than the other two. But uh, when we start getting oil over $81 a barrel, that's to make anybody sit up and take notice, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, that's uh, because that puts a pressure on a lot of stuff, right? We got to get goods from one place to another. And that takes transportation, which takes uh, oil, takes fuel, takes uh, those type of things to make that move. And so that means the cost of moving goods from one place to another is going to go up. The 10-year treasury starts moving up. That means the cost of money that companies have borrowed is going up, which means their bottom line will be going down. Both of those things will affect to the negative a, a company's bottom line. And I've always said, whenever we talk about the rise in the interest rates on the uh, federal bond yields, as our federal bonds renew, they renew at that higher rate, which means you start getting a tenth, two-tenths of a percent increase on the federal bonds rate. 
that increases our cost of borrowing on the federal government level. And, oh, what are we talking about? Five more trillion in borrowing we're worried about in Congress? That's not something that I really want to see when we start seeing federal bond rates going up. You're, you're right. I mean, we continue to see um, this haggling in Washington. They want to spend more money and spend more money. And let's remember, it's money they don't have. So uh, they have to go borrow it. If they borrow it, that 10-year treasury, that five-year treasury, that 20- and 30-year treasury, those interest rates tick up. Uh, that's you and me having to pay that money back plus the interest. Absolutely. And they talk about that $3.5 trillion being quote-unquote paid for. But what that means is we're not going to pay for the borrowing we've already done. And when you start adding a trillion dollars worth of debt a year onto the uh, federal debt, that really, you know, I mean, a trillion here, a trillion there, eventually you run into real money, right? Uh, that's right, Dave. And uh, I, my fear is we've become past real money now, and it, it's, uh, it's going to pay havoc on our, on our economy on the long term. Absolutely. I was channeling Everett Dirksen there, obviously, in the process. <laughs> News items floating out there. We have, we've seen an impact. I mean, we're talking as if there's a major sell-off going on. And for the sake of putting people's minds at ease, it's not a major sell-off this morning. Europe, on the other hand, is starting to really feel the crunch as far as the energy costs. We were talking last week about how the supply chain issues were actually prompting the military to deliver fuel to the gas stations over in England. When we get to the futures and the activity on the world markets, we'll end up seeing that. Add that to the fact that uh, other things involving transportation, that price of oil going up, we've got, what, 60 ships parked that are consuming oil off the uh, coast of California waiting to unload. Uh, the stuff that comes off those boats is going to carry a higher price tag as they burn oil just waiting to unload. Well, that, that's true. They're sitting there. The cost of those goods are going up every second. And they're, they're sitting out there um, on the ship and not uh, not in port getting delivered. So and then I've kind of looked out, Dave, this week because this is really, uh, I mean, last week was the first full week of October. Um, the second week's when we start to see some stuff start to f um, get posted um, in terms of, of, uh, of numbers. You know, we've got consumer price Index comes out uh, Wednesday. That's really the first thing we're going to see, uh, as well as the FOMC meeting minutes. That, to me, will be important uh, Wednesday mm -hmm. afternoon. And then, obviously, Thursday is the regular jobless stuff. Uh, but we also have producer price index comes out on, uh, on Thursday also. And retail sales close out the week on Friday. Those numbers are going to be really important. And they're going to be massaged by the fact that we finally get to the beginnings of quote-unquote official earnings season as we start getting a pile of financial reports in from the, uh, from the big banks starting on Wednesday, I gather. We do. So Wednesday will be the day that we get like uh, J.P. Morgan, First Republic, uh, Delta Airlines will report, as well as BlackRock. So those are some of the first companies that, uh, that uh, I would say mean something to us in terms of household names that uh, that will report on Wednesday morning. My tip sheets have been saying that banking guidance has been looking pretty good, so I'm kind of expecting some good news out of the financial sector for our early reports. Are you reading the same thing? You know, I'm not really seeing any update on what, uh, what earnings are going to be yet, uh, so we'll just have to uh, – I'm just waiting and seeing, like everybody else, at, uh, what those numbers look like. 
already. Other company tidbits that are out and moving things a little bit this morning includes it was the top of the news all weekend, and we have to have some fun with it. Southwest Airlines cancels like 2,000 flights, including two-thirds of the ones out of Tampa International. And they said, oh, it's all the federal traffic worries. It's the air control system that screwed us up. It got bad enough to the point where the federal government said bull hockey there's only a couple of hours delays. It's not us. It's them over the weekend. i got to believe Southwest Airlines is getting hammered a little bit this morning by investors for kind of getting caught in a fib. Well, that, and so the, the question may be, what's the real reason, right? I mean, they're down almost 3%. Uh, my tip sheet says it's a protest among their employees, basically, that are protesting the fact that the company is making them get the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. And so uh, there's a rebellion that looks like going on at Southwest uh, that they don't want that mandate in place and that uh, they're just going to help shut down the airline if they don't come around. Southwest Airlines has always taken pride in kind of hiring the cowboys in the airline industry, uh, flight attendants that enjoy ad-libbing their way through the uh, uh, through the uh, the safety lectures and whatnot at the beginning of the flights, and generally has more personality than the other ones. Well, you hire people with personality, you hire people with an independent streak, and more of their employees are telling the company to get bent as far as taking the jab. That's right, exactly. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you, you know, over the the next uh, couple of weeks, do we continue to see, you know, that happening? I mean, let's face it, we got Thanksgiving coming up, and that's a big, big flying weekend and uh, holiday season. And so, is that, uh, you know, do they have plans to to wreak havoc on that? Uh, yeah, that could do it. Uh, the other bit of news is out this morning, and this probably is helping Merck. They have officially applied to the FDA for emergency clearance now uh, for that new COVID pill that they've got out. Uh, that might put uh, markets at a little bit of ease, especially those with a lot of operations in the uh, COVID vaccine-sensitive areas in the Northeast and the West Coast. Yeah, they're up about 1.3% this morning uh, pre-market. Uh, still not made up everything that lost on Friday. Friday was not a good day for them, but down about 1.6%. So, um, so but, but it does put them in green ink this morning, and I'm sure when they get that approval, that'll help them too. Understood. Well, speaking of green ink, we had mostly a minor tinge of red ink on Friday. 45 minutes before we open up this morning, we roll it all into a ball, Philip. How red are we going into the markets today? You know, it's not bad. Uh, we got the Dow uh, down about $15. We got the S&P 500 down about $10, which is about a quarter of a percent. You know, the big loser today is going to be the um, the NASDAQ down about a half a percent right now. Um, kind of bucking the trend right now. We got uh, the Russell 2000 actually up a little less than a tenth of a percent. So, uh, But the VIX is taking it uh, upwards to up two and a half percent this morning. Looking at the commodity side, Man, we've taken a, a beating in silver down a half a percent, but it's down significantly. It's not $22.60 an ounce right now. Uh, gold's down a third of a percent. Uh, crude oil, uh, however, is not down. It is going up, up, and away. It's up two and a quarter percent right now, Dave. $81.11 a barrel right now. That is downright painful, and there really isn't any indication it's going to improve based on the news out of Europe. 
Uh, overseas markets, Asia had a generally decent week, uh, weekend. They closed this morning early about uh, about 1.6% up on the Japanese exchange, almost 2% on Hong Kong. As we mentioned, Europe is kind of looking at the energy situation, the price of oil, and going OMG. British markets are up by a tinge, but German and French markets are down between a third and a half percent halfway through the morning. All kinds of things can affect a person's retirement. The one thing you can control is how much money you've got at risk. That takes a pair of eyes with some uh, data behind them. How do I find you to look at the risk in my retirement fund? You know, Dave, you are so right. It does take a set of eyes to look at risk because that is the only thing that we can control when it comes to our portfolio. All you have to do is give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your financial x-ray. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. on uh, Saturday, because noon, I think we're getting a Florida Gator game. And then Sunday, 10 a.m. on Highlands News Talk 730, which is also on 95.3, right? That's absolutely right, 95.3 FM and 730 a.m. I got you trained pretty good by now, don't I? Hey, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I I may (laughs) have to get a radio gig someday. Yeah, I got a job for a voiceover guy around here. You have a good day, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll catch you tomorrow. Fair enough? All right. Take care. Appreciate it. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Today's Monday, the first of the week. There's a lot more coming down the pike as we uh, start to get earnings a big time on Wednesday. And uh, financial information will be coming in, too. So, hey, join us every day, same time, same place. Thanks again. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Bye now.